Well, welcome this evening. God bless you. It's good to be here tonight. I trust you are looking for a blessing tonight. I have already been blessed. And so uh, hopefully you'll get a big blessing out of being with us tonight. Tonight is our prayer meeting night, and we do have a lot of folks we need to pray for tonight. And I do have quite a list tonight, so we'll go over that. Then we'll have prayer. And then uh, Brother Wes is going to sing for you. Then we'll give you a message out of the Word of God, the Bible. And uh, so um, just go over a few things tonight real quick. And I do have a list of people now. Again, I'm not giving names on Wednesday night, but I'm going to reference some folks and just say, hey, pray for this one for this issue and whatever, and you'll, you'll understand as I go through, and then we'll have prayer. And the reason I'm not giving names, again, is because it is recorded, and so I don't want people's names to go out and, and share things maybe they, they really don't um, want shared. Um, got a person tonight that we need to pray for has been going to the doctor for a few things, so be in prayer for them. Also, another person, somebody has given me that has cancer, so please, please lift them up in prayer. Also, another person that needs some peace and direction in their life. Another person that needs a job and needs some help in some other ways, so pray for them. Got another person that's had a medical procedure. Going to ask you to pray for them, that the Lord will bless them, and that they'll feel better and get well. Another person needs a job, and so lift them up in prayer. Also, somebody else who... Um, has a family member that's ill and need to pray for them as they take care of them. And also another person that has a family member is ill and they've been ill themselves, so lift them up in prayer. We've got several in our church family that have illness and we're going to ask you to pray for them. Um, another person has asked prayer for some friends and family. Some of them have cancer, so we should pray for them. And as you think about cancer and some of these other diseases, let me ask you to pray that the Lord will give us somebody with a cure for cancer, for COVID, for um, Parkinson's, for dementia, for all these different things. Let's pray that the Lord will give us a cure for all that. And so do be in prayer that the Lord will bless and, and uh, work there. And uh, also somebody else who has a family issue going on, would ask prayer for them, that the Lord will bless them. Also for our country tonight with the COVID situation, pray for healing. Those that are losing relatives as a result of this, for for grace and peace in this time, also our political leaders, that the Lord will touch them and help them. Also tonight, we ask prayer for our country tonight. We ask prayer for healing for our country, for revival in our country, and that our country would turn to God. And uh, our country years ago was founded upon certain principles. You know, our country has not been perfect, but do pray that our country will turn to God and follow Him in truth and in the right way. Also pray for our church tonight. Pray for revival in our church and pray for direction. We need direction and pray that the Lord will meet the needs and take care of us. Also tonight, we pray for the lost. And um, some of our church have lost family members. Some of you that may be listening tonight, uh, you may have lost family members. Let's pray that the Lord would save them, send the Holy Spirit there to bless them. Also pray for some. Uh, others in our city that are lost, we need to pray for them, that the Lord will let us see people saved. Also, another young man that I'd like to talk to and, and pray that the Lord will open a door that I can talk to him about his need of salvation. And, and then there are some others that have some other spiritual needs. I, I ask you to pray for them tonight, if you would, please. So these are the ones I have in front of me tonight. I don't mean to miss anybody. And please, uh, that is not my intent tonight, but let me encourage you. This is what I have in front of me tonight. So let me encourage you to pray one for another tonight. And as I pray in a moment, let me encourage you right where you are to bow your head and pray with me tonight. So let's go ahead and pray, and let's ask God to bless our time in, the war, uh, in 
and let's let's ask the Lord to do a work in these hearts tonight and bless these requests. Father, we thank you for tonight. Father, I've listed off a host of folks. I haven't given names, even though on my sheet there are names. Father, I pray you take each one on my sheet, and I pray you'd heal them. Father, you know the need. I beg you to intervene on their behalf tonight. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus on them tonight. And Father, we pray the Holy Spirit would work. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would move. And now, Father, I just pray that tonight the Holy Ghost of God would do a work in these lives. Father, some of them are sick. We pray for healing. Father, this disease is ravaging our country. I pray you'd stop it. Father, I pray you give us cures for these other diseases. Father, I just pray that you do a work here. Father, for our country tonight, I pray that your hand to be upon our country. Bring healing. Bring revival. Let people turn to you. Father, I pray that you would let revival start right here tonight in our church. We need revival. And Father, I pray the Holy Spirit of God would just open the windows of heaven. Pour out your Spirit upon us tonight. Meet every need. Father, bless. Do a work here. Father, I beg you to do a work here. I beg you to meet the needs we have. And Father, I beg you tonight to save the lost. Father, some people in our church family that have lost relatives, I pray you'd save them. Father, others that are listening to me tonight that they've got lost friends and neighbors, I pray you'd save them. Father, help us all to be witnesses for Jesus. Help us all to be concerned and be about your business of winning others to Christ. Father, help us all to be soul winners. And Father, I pray that tonight the Holy Spirit of God would work. I pray that the Holy Spirit would move. And now, Father, I pray that you would just get glory out of our lives. Help us to honor you tonight. Help us to try to get the gospel out. Help us to try to bring people to Jesus. For we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you tonight. Again, let me encourage you to pray one for another. Lift each other up in prayer. Now, Brother Wes is going to sing for you tonight. I hope he's going to sing and not just play the piano like Brother Daniel did the other night. Mess me up. So, Brother Wes, God bless you. Well, if I tried to play the piano, you would leave. There's a land beyond the river that we call the sweet forever, and we only reach that shore by face decree. One by one we'll gain the portals, then to dwell with the immortals. When they ring those golden bells for you and me. Don't you hear the bells now ringing? Don't you hear the angels singing? Is a glory, hallelujah, jubilee. In that far off sweet forever, just beyond the shining river, when they ring those golden bells for you and me. 
When our days shall know their number, when in death we sweetly slumber, when the King commands the Spirit to be free, nevermore with anguish laden we shall reach that lovely haven. When they ring those golden bells for you and me. Don't you hear the bells now ringing? Don't you hear the angels singing? There's a glory, hallelujah, In that for us sweet forever, just beyond the shining river, just beyond those golden bells for you and me. Don't you hear the bells now ringing? Don't you hear the angels singing? In that for a sweet forever, just beyond the shining river, when they ring those golden bells for you and me. Amen. Appreciate that, Brother Wes, and that was great, and uh, and uh, we do appreciate that, and uh, that was fantastic. Uh, appreciate him singing. John chapter 1 in your Bible, John chapter 1, and by the way, let me just say, while he is uh, sitting over there, y'all don't know how blessed we are to have good singing like that, you know, and Lord bless us with Brother Wes, and uh, we thank Kathy for marrying him, so anyhow, and uh, anyhow, but... Uh, Anyhow, we needed a, a music director, but she didn't have to go out and marry one just so we'd get one, but she did. And so, and, uh, but anyhow, but uh, we appreciate uh, him. And so do that. Two things real quick. Again, let me encourage you to turn to John 1. If you don't have your Bible, uh, please turn there in your Bible if you have it. If you don't, you have an iPad, you can look there on, a, on an app or go to your smartphone, download a Bible app and follow along with us tonight. I'm going to read a passage in a minute, and I'll tell you why I'm reading it in a second. But let me just say two things real quick. Number one, we are open for services. There are some people here tonight. Uh, we don't have many, but we are here. We do have restrictions if you come in the building, and you know, as and uh, so please follow those restrictions. Uh, our services are running. We have an early service Sunday morning at 9:30. Then at 11 o'clock, we have our uh, live stream service, which is where we do this uh, live stream. And uh, like we're doing tonight, everything's just like this. And then, um, and then uh, Sunday night at 6 and Wednesday night, uh, we have our service, and it's live streamed. And so, um, But we do have restrictions. We have signs on the doors. Please read the signs if, if you come. Uh, again, if you have um, pre-existing conditions, we're going to ask you to 
uh, stay home and watch us on Facebook right now or, or through the podcast or, or things like that. Or, you know, if you fall in the cat dangerous categories, please do, uh, the, you know, for your safety. We are trying to maintain, keep the building safe and do things like that for people. But, uh, you know, we, we want to do the right things. We want to do the right things. Nashville has not moved into phase three yet. So we are limited on how many we can have, but we, uh, so far we haven't hit that number yet. So anyhow, but thank you. Thank you everybody. And, uh, for following those, if you would, we appreciate it. Also, let me just say thank you to the ones that are giving, um, brother West sends me an offering update every week, um, on Wednesday. That's, uh, he sends me an update and, uh, the offerings last two Sundays have been, uh, last two weeks have been very good. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been giving. And do be in prayer because we got some ideas on some things that we'd like to do. They're going to cost some money. And so be in prayer about that um, because um, they're, you know, and a couple of them are a little bit, you know, we want to we want to make the live stream better. We need, and we'd like to buy some equipment. That's going to cost a little money. So be in prayer about that. And, um, you know, then there's a couple other things in the auditorium we'd like to do and uh, real quick. And so we've got some opportunities. So be in prayer. And uh, pray that the Lord will bless you there. Now, John chapter 1 in your Bible tonight. John chapter 1, let me get you to look there. And um, I'm going to read a passage tonight that I consider one of the best passages in the Bible if you want to know about Jesus. This is probably what some have called the greatest commentary about the person of Jesus Christ. And, and if you've been around church any length of time, you've probably heard these verses, but um, the passage I want to read tonight, again, one of the best passages in the Bible to understand who Jesus is. I'm going to start here tonight, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute, and you'll understand. But John 1, 1 states, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now notice that. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, verse 2. Verse 3, All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the light was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now jump down to verse 12, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power, the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Born of God. That goes to John 3, 3, being born again. Look at verse 14 now. And the word. Now if you put that with verse 1, the word was God. The, come down to verse 14. And the word was made, what? Flesh and dwell among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He's talking about the Son of God, Jesus. Well, tonight, let's pray, and I'll tell you where we're going tonight. Father, we thank You for tonight. I pray the Holy Spirit would take the message tonight. Use it for Your honor and glory. And Father, I pray that You'd use me to preach. I pray You'd use me to give out the Word of God. Father, I pray You'd use me to get the truth of Your Word out and help me to tell people exactly who Jesus is. For yes, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now tonight, I want to start a series on Wednesday night. Now I know we're shut down, we're in the COVID situation, I understand that, but I still feel this would be a good time to start a series on Wednesday night. Now you say, what's the series about, Brother Scott? Very simply, I want to do a series about Jesus, about Jesus. Now I'm unsure about how many messages there are going to be. I'm just going to be honest with you. I came up with this idea. I feel that this is something that is needed in our day. I'll tell you why in a minute. But I'm unsure how many messages I'm going to have. I already know what next Wednesday night's message is going to be. I'm unsure about the following Wednesday night. But I don't know how many messages there will be. But I want each message to be this. I want each message on Wednesday night to be, number one, concise. 
Number two, centralized on one theme or thought about Jesus Christ. One theme or thought. And then number three, full of Bible truth, full of Bible truth. And then number four, I want it to be truth that you and I can use and put into practice and, and use it on a regular basis. That's what I want. Now, somebody may ask, and they're going to say, Bro, Scott, why in the world are you going to do a series on Jesus Christ? Because most who are hearing you know about Jesus. They know about Jesus. And a lot of people in our country, according to polls, know about Jesus. Well, I got a question for you. Are you sure about that? Are you positive about that? Do you think everybody really knows who Jesus is? Do you think everybody has the truth about Jesus? Now, let me just say this. There may even be some people tonight listening to me on this live stream, listening by or will listen to this later on. They'll pick it up and watch the video later or, or listen to the podcast later or something like that or hear the CD later, however it's going out. And, and, and some people may not believe the truth about Jesus. You say, well, Brother Scott, how in the world can you say that? Well, let me tell you how I know. Let me just give you one illustration of that tonight, one illustration. A few years ago, there was a survey, survey, LifeWay, decided they'd do a survey. And by the way, they have done it twice since then and narrowed it down a little bit, if I understand right. So they did this survey, then they narrowed it down. If I understand right, they narrowed it down again. And, you know, I found some excerpts of the survey. I found some excerpts. I found this in the Federalist. And the title of the article, the title of the article, are you ready for this? Was, most Christians are actually heretics. Now you say, what in the world do you mean by that? Most Christians are actually heretics. And that article was based on a LifeWay survey. Now some people may not like this. You may not like the source or whatever. That's fine. You don't have to. But you still got to think about the survey results. Now, are you ready for this? LifeWay survey. Seven out of ten respondents in LifeWay survey, and I think it was 3,000 people at first, affirmed the doctrine of the Trinity, that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three persons but one God. Okay? Sounds good, right? Yes. And six in ten, six out of ten agreed that Jesus is both human and divine. But that's according to the article where their orthodoxy or their consistency ended there. More than half the people went on to indicate that Jesus, are you hanging on, is the first and greatest being created by God. And you know what that is? That is a heresy known as Arianism. Arianism. And that was condemned by the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. It goes on. A full 60% agreed that everyone eventually goes to heaven. 60%. Did you catch that? 60% agree that everyone eventually goes to heaven. But half of those surveyed also checked the box saying only those who believe in Jesus will be saved. That's kind of like they don't know what they believe. Huh? So either these folks are saying everyone will believe in Jesus or they hired a monkey to take the survey for them. That's what the article said. So this year, LifeWay did it again. They did a more stringent criteria. For evangelical Christians, you and I would fall in that camp. As defined by some group, they, they went to a certain group. And only people who called the Bible their highest authority and said personal evangelism is important, indicated that trusting Jesus' death on the cross is the only way of salvation, were labeled evangelical. 
they surveyed 586 people. 586. Everybody expected them to do better. Everybody did. No one expected them to do worse. Are you ready? Seven and ten out of that group. More than the population at large said that Jesus was the first being God created, which is the heresy I just made reference to. That the Holy Spirit is a divine force, not a person. They also saw a huge increase in those who indicated that the third person of the Trinity is not equal with God the Father or Jesus, which is a direct contradiction of what Christians believe. That's sad. Now you say, seriously, that's what the article said? Yes. And so what we see is when it comes to quote-unquote Christianity, a lot of people really don't know the truth of Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, the way of salvation, Jesus being the only way. They don't know the truth of it all. They don't understand it all. Now let me insert something right here. That article went on to say all kinds of things, but one of the things the article brought out was part of the problem Part of the problem, it said, and I'm going to read now, it said, part of the problem, but could it also have something to do with the fact that two out of five evangelicals say worshiping alone or with family is valid replacement for regularly attending church? Wow. You know what that means? We see it in our day and age. A lot of people claim they're Christians, but they see no value in the church. When God has designed it, that a child of God, when a person gets saved, they're to become part of a church. You know, it amazes us. It amazes us. And then it goes on. Another fellow went on, and another thing wrote this, that, that talking about mega churches, said this. He said um, that this, this other writer also said that he finds the faith in megatype churches is a Bibleless alternative version of Christianity. Wow, that's a scary thought. Scripture, he says, become a museum exhibit, hallowed as a treasure, but it, it, it enigmatic and untouched. And this guy goes on to say, he describes two-year pilgrimage across America where he was looking for faith in churches, and he said he found that the greatest faith today is found in prisons, believe it or not. Sad thing, is it not? And not in our churches. Sad. Sad. So what am I saying tonight? What I'm trying to tell you tonight is that we need to know who Jesus is. And so what I'm doing tonight is I'm starting this series about Jesus. Now, tonight, what I want to do real quick, real fast, I've got a seven-point message. I just scared everybody to death, didn't I? Right? Seven points. Somebody says, that's not what scares me. It's how many sub-points do you have, Brother Scott? Zero. I just want to give you seven reasons tonight to learn about Jesus. Seven reasons to learn about Jesus. Are you ready? Number one, the instruction of Scripture. You know, the Bible instructs us to learn more about Jesus. That's what it does. I mean, we sing the song, More about Jesus would I know, More of His grace to others show. And I just blew it, but yeah. That's, uh, that's the song we sing, More about Jesus, you know, and I just blew it. But, you know, 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Folks, you and I should be growing in our knowledge of Christ. It shouldn't be, okay, He's my Savior, I'm saved, glory to God, I'm on the way to heaven, and that's it. No, after we're saved, we ought to be growing in our knowledge, growing in our faith, and we ought to be learning more and more about Jesus Christ. Learning more and more about Him. Number two, second thing, 
Second reason tonight, seven reasons to learn about Jesus. Number one, the instruction of Scripture. Number two, we need to learn what the Bible actually says about Jesus. Did you catch that? We need to learn what the Bible actually says about Jesus. You know, today many people are confused. You heard that in the simple survey I got. They have the wrong ideas about Jesus. Wrong ideas. And folks, there's a lot of false teaching out there. You know what you and I need to do? You and I need to learn the truth about Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say in John 8, 32? And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. My friend, in truth there is freedom. In false doctrine and false teaching, there is enslavement. And you and I need to know the truth about Jesus Christ. You and I need to know the truth about Him. Number three, third reason we need to learn about Jesus. Number three, so that we are not deceived by false teachers. Folks, there are false teachers all over the place. There are churches all over Nashville, Tennessee. There are. You can drive up the street. You'll see this church has this name. This church has this name. This church has this name. You'll go down here. You'll see this religious group, this sect, this group, this group. You know what? A lot of them have beliefs about Jesus Christ. But i got to tell you something. There's a lot of false out there being said. And you and I need to learn the truth about Jesus from the Bible so that we are not deceived by the false teachers that are out there. Folks, you and I need to know the truth. Know the truth. Let me give you the fourth reason we need to learn about Jesus. The fourth reason. Folks, the fourth reason we need to learn about Him is He is central to the Christian faith. He is central to the Christian faith. My friends, Christianity is built upon who? Jesus Christ. It's not built upon a church. It's not built upon a pope. It's not built upon a person. It is built upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, you and I need to know about Him. Therefore, you and I need to understand His teachings. You and I need to understand His ways. You and I need to know His gospel. We need to know about Jesus Christ. Yes, we need to know Him in a personal way, but we also need to know about Jesus Christ. He is the focal point. He is central to the Christian faith. Therefore, we should know about Him. Let me give you the fifth reason tonight. You and I should be learning about Jesus Christ. The fifth reason is so we can defend the faith so that we can defend the faith. Think about that for a little bit. What do you say in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15? 1 Peter 3, 15, he said these words. He said, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every month, one that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready to give an answer, he said. Be ready to give an answer. Over in Jude, verse 3, Jude 3, you say, what do you mean? What chapter in Jude? It's only one chapter, so it's verse 3. Well, if you need a chapter, Jude chapter 1, verse 3. And But it's still only Jude 3. So yeah. He said, Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Folks, you and I are to contend for the faith. You and I are to stand for the faith, for the truth of God, for the truth of Christ, for the truth of the Christian faith. And notice he said that was once delivered, which you know what that means? That means you and I need to learn it so that we can stand on it. And for it, you and I need to learn the faith so that we can defend it. We need to know the truth so that we can defend the truth and know what the truth is. Let me give you the sixth reason tonight. You and I need to learn about Jesus. The sixth reason tonight, you and I need to learn about Jesus. And that is so you and I can share the gospel of Jesus. So you and I can share the gospel of Jesus. Folks, if we're going to share the gospel of Jesus, and we're going to share it in a powerful way. We need to know the truth about Jesus Christ so that we can share 
that truth. How are you going to share what you don't know, huh? How are you going to do that? Folks, if you go to the book of Acts, and you'll find when they went out preaching and they went out telling people about Jesus, you will find people that were knowledgeable about Jesus Christ. You say, wait a minute, Brother Scott. These were people that were with Jesus. They saw him. They heard him, things like that. Not Paul. Paul got it by divine revelation. But he found out who Jesus was. You know what he did? He went city after city after city. He went in and he dealt with people from the Word of God, from the Scriptures, and showed them who Jesus Christ was. That's what he did. He showed them who Jesus was. You have an example of it here in Acts chapter 17. I'm just going to give you, it says he went into the synagogue. That was where Paul, remember Paul went into a new city to preach. First place he went was where? Synagogue. Why? His goal was to take the gospel of the Jew first. But then when he got into the synagogue, what did he do? And it says, verse 2, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must have been suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ or is the Messiah. You know what? He was showing them who Jesus is. Now, folks, how are you and I going to show people who Jesus is unless we know who Jesus is. That's why you and I need to learn more about Jesus, more about Him. Folks, we need to learn about Jesus Christ. And then, the last reason tonight, last reason, number seven, why do you and I need to learn about Jesus? Because Jesus is the source of life. Did you catch that? Jesus is the source of life. Apart from Jesus Christ, there is no eternal life. Apart from Jesus Christ, there is no real purpose in life. Think about that. Think about it. You and I need to learn about Him. If you want eternal life in heaven with God, you got to know who Jesus is. If you want eternal life in heaven with God, you want to spend eternity in heaven, you're going to have to know who Jesus is and that He died for you, that He was buried and rose again the third day. You're going to have to know that, my friends. You're going to have to know it. John chapter 11. Down in verse 25, Jesus said this, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this. Over in John chapter 10 and verse 10, what did Jesus say there? He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. He said, but I am come that, you, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus came so we could have life. And then he said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Folks, we need to know the truth about Jesus. Why? Because without believing the truth about Jesus, there is no eternal life. Is there? No, there's not. What did he say in Romans chapter 10, verse 9? He said this. He said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. My friends, a person needs to know about Jesus Christ. Why? Because without Him, there is no eternal life. Now, folks, let me challenge you tonight. You and I need to learn about Jesus. Amen? You and I need to learn who He is. You and I need to know what the Bible says. You and I need to be growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The only way we're going to do that is by getting into the Bible, the Word of God. Let's not make an ornament on a coffee table. Let's not make something we have to dust off to take to church with us. Some people don't even take a Bible to church. But let me encourage you, my friend, get a Bible. Start reading it. Underline things in it. 
underline and read and mark things in it and let it speak to your heart and show you who Jesus is. But most important, my friend, let it show you that Jesus is the Savior you need. Folks, without Him, there is no eternal life. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you know Him? I trust you do tonight. If not, you can. You need to know how He was God who left heaven, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, went to the cross, died for you on that cross, was buried, rose again, so that you could be saved. And my friend, if you're willing to repent by faith except Him, He will save you. Child of God, learn about Jesus so you can tell others about Jesus, so you can stand for the faith, so that you can be sure of your own faith and not be toppled by false, false teachers. Folks, over the next few Wednesday nights, let's learn about Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank You for tonight. We thank You for Your goodness. And Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would just challenge our hearts tonight. Help us to learn about Jesus. And Father, help us to exalt Him tonight. For we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.